Hello, friend. Here is the bonus podcast where I'm going to do some improvisation within all the different modes to give you a bit of an idea of what the characteristic sounds of a mode are, give you a basic idea of what they all sort of sound like so that you're not just saying like, oh, Phrygian is one shade darker than natural minor without really having a specific sound to go with it. Because while it is true that Phrygian, for example, is one shade darker than the natural minor scale or the Aeolian mode, uh, that's that's only so helpful um, in, in really knowing exactly what the sound of a mode is, which of course... All modes don't sound exactly the same. You know, there's a certain sound of the Dorian mode in the same way that there's a certain sound of a major key. But of course, the amount of sounds you can have within that quote-unquote one sound or one uh, genre of sound, I guess you could almost look at it, is of course super variant, right? Not every Phrygian song sounds the same in the same way that not every major key song sounds the same, but they're they have a similar vibe, I guess you could say. And even, even that, of course, they they don't, right? It's, it's just one very big categorization. Um, but that's what we're going to do. And we're actually going to go in order of brightness to darkness. So, for example, if you already have, when listening to this, uh, you got the email from me uh, with the picture that basically breaks down the modes from lightest is at the top or brightest, sorry, brightest is at the top all the way to darkest at the bottom. So we're going to go in that order. We're going to start with Lydian, which is one shade brighter than major, then do major, and then mix Lydian, which is one shade darker, all the way down to the basically utterly worthless Locrian. Luckily, though, all the other ones are really cool and useful. Uh, Locrian is a special snowflake of horribleness. Um, but that's okay. We'll get there. So this uh, also... I'm going to build all of these off of the key of C major. Keep it really easy. So, for example, when we do Lydian, it's going to be, uh, because it's off of the, which if you have the picture in front of you, this is going to be extra helpful. But as you see, the Lydian is built off of the fourth scale degree of major. Therefore, we're building all of these off of the C major scale. Therefore, we're going to be doing F Lydian because F is the fourth of the key of C major. So that's what we're going to be doing. Here's the first one. This is a little improv in Lydian.
All right, so that gives you an idea of sort of the Lydian vibe, the Lydian sound, a little bit brighter, a little bit more heavenly sounding than major. Uh, it, it gives you that sharp four sound because it is a major. It's the same as the major scale, major key. It just has a sharp four. So because this was an F Lydian, F major would have F, uh, F, G, A, B flat, C, and then D, E, back to F. This did not have a B flat. It was sharpened fourth and had that B natural. So you probably heard that sharp four in there. And whether you could pick it out or not, depending on, on how familiar you are with what to expect to hear from major, uh, it just gives it that little bit more sort of heavenly vibe, uh, a little bit brighter. And next is the next brightest mode, which the next brightest mode is the Ionian mode which is the exact same thing as the major key. So we'll keep this one fairly short because you are all familiar with the major key because probably 90% of the music you've ever listened to in your life is in a major key. Unless you're into really hard rock music, then probably most of it's minor key. Um, although, no, you still walk through the grocery store and other restaurants and stuff that play like pop radio and stuff. So you probably still have heard more major. So this is what the major key sounds like, which again is the same as the Ionian mode, the second brightest this is built off of the one of major because it's the same thing as major so i'm going to do the same improv style where i just do the single note to hold that tonic in the bass uh i don't want to keep this as similar as i can so that you really are hearing the main difference you're hearing is like okay this is the sound of lydian versus ionian versus mixolydian etc so we're going to do this one in c ionian which is the same as c major because those are the same notes we had with our f lydian All right, so now we've taken care of the major key, a.k.a. the Ionian mode. Now we want to go one shade darker. We start with Lydian. That's even brighter than the major key, brighter than the Ionian mode. Then we did Ionian, major, the thing we have all heard the most. Let's go just one shade darker to Mixolydian. Mixolydian is built off of the fifth scale degree. So because we're doing all of these in with the notes of C major to keep it simple, um, and so that these are all very comparable because of that, it's built off the fifth scale degree. Therefore, we know the fifth scale degree of the key of C is what? Yes, you're right. I assume G because C, D, E, F, G. Remember, you always count the first note as, as a part of it. Um, cause a first would be one note to itself, right? So C to C is a first. So a second is the next note. So five actually count up four, if you will. C, D, E, F, G, fifth. So because of that, we will be using the notes of the C major scale, but we will be starting and treat our tonic note as the G. So the note, the single note I'll be playing in the bass this time will be the G, 
but I'll be playing the C major scale. That will give us the Mixolydian mode and the Mixolydian sound. All right, so that gives you a basic idea of the Mixolydian mode, but I want to do one other sort of improvisational thing. This is not very improvisational. It's just sort of a transition between two chords that I want to play a couple of times just to give you an idea of musically what you often hear with Mixolydian mode because usually the main thing Mixolydian mode is used for is uh, usually diminished chords are not super useful. Uh, especially as a sort of a bedrock. So in the context of a major key, usually that seventh scale degree and, and that seventh chord is basically never used, right? Because it's the, the seventh is the only chord in a major key. The seven is the only one that's diminished, right? Because you have your three majors, one, four, five, and then your three minors, two, three, six, and then you have that diminished. So effectively what... Mixolydian does for you is because it flattens that seventh and a diminished chord is a one, a flat three and a flat five. So if we're flattening the one, right? Cause we're flattening the seventh scale degree, which means that for your seven chord, the first scale degree of that, the, the one of the chord is flattened. That means it was diminished. So it was one flat three, flat five. But now you're flattening the first too. So you have flat one, flat three, flat five, which then is the exact same as one, three, five, which then is the same as a major triad. So basically what Mixolydian is doing, and it does a little more than this because technically it makes the five chord a minor chord instead of a major chord. So it does more than just this. But one of the fundamental things that Mixolydian gives you in that especially sort of 70s rock that's in a major key tends to use it for is to make that seventh chord actually usable and allows you to go from that one chord down to your major seven chord, which you now have in the context of Mixolydian because of flat seven. Um, the, some of that may be confusing. Again, go check out the free guide, songwriter theory slash music theory guide if some of that was confusing to you. I know there's a lot of words there, but um, I, I just want to give you a basic idea of sort of what that sounds like and how it's often used. This is something you'll probably more or less recognize as familiar sound, which is how very often uh, harmonically when it comes to like guitar work or piano work, you will hear Mixolydian being used.
So without getting way overly specific and really in the weeds, um, technically those two chords I played, because I, what I did, right, we're sticking with G mixolydian, which is the same uh, notes as C major. It was a G major chord and then an F major chord, which in the context of the key of C major, where the one is actually the main chord in the tonic, or sorry, C is the main chord of the tonic. Um, in that case, uh, that would just be the five chord to the four chord, right? Because the, the four chord in the context of the key of C major is a F major chord, and the five chord is a G major chord. The difference, and that what makes it fundamentally mixolydian, is the fact that based on the way that's played, right? I never played a C major chord. It should have the sound of the one chord, the main bass, when it felt like you returned to home, was that when I hit the G chord, right? The G, 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 down to F, back to G, right? And G felt like home. That's fundamentally what makes it mixolydian, even though those two chords technically exist in the C major scale. And you could say, oh, that's in C major, and it's the five chord to the four chord. Um, but fundamentally, because we're treating the five chord as the one chord, in this context, because we're treating it as G mixolydian, not as C Ionian. Because of that, uh, that's what sort of gives it that mixolydian sound. All right, let's move on one shade darker to Dorian, which Dorian, like I said before, is technically a little closer to a natural minor than it is to major. Mixolydian is fundamentally major, even though it's a shade darker than uh, the Ionian or major key. Uh, Dorian is sort of the 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 opposite in the sense that it is technically minor, but it's actually one shade closer to major because both Mixolydian and Dorian are in between Ionian, a.k.a. major, and Aeolian, a.k.a. natural minor. Mixolydian is more the major side of things. Dorian is more the minor side of things, but they're both in the middle. So in this case, the Dorian is built off of the second scale degree. So for C major... We will, what will the Dorian be? D, yes, D Dorian. Uh, every time I say Dorian, I think of J.D. Dorian from Scrubs. Great show. But anyway, uh, so it's built off of the second scale degree, so we're going to be in D Dorian because that shares the same notes as C Ionian, a.k.a. C major.
All right, so that gives you an idea of Dorian. It sort of has that minor sound. It clearly does. It clearly is more minor than major, right? If, if you were to just hear that, I think if you didn't know anything about modes and what we're talking about today, I would guess that you would, assuming you think that everything is either major or minor, you'd be like, yeah, that's minor. Right? And and it is. It's not the natural minor scale. It's one shade brighter, one slightly, right? Because uh, Dorian mode is one shade brighter than the natural minor, a.k.a. Aeolian mode, which is our next mode. Um, but it is clearly more minor than it is major, just like Mixolydian is clearly more major than it is minor, even though it's a shade darker than major. So next, we have the Aeolian, which is the same as the natural minor. So this is going to be A, because we know that the um, that the not, that the relative minor of C major is A minor. So therefore, of course, it makes sense that the Aeolian, a.k.a. natural minor mode of the key of C is going to be A. Uh, which also, this is built off of the sixth scale degree. The Dorian was built off of the second. This is the sixth. The next one will be the third, which is Phrygian, which is probably my favorite. Uh, but for now... Aeolian natural minor. Let's do it. So there's a short little improvy type thing in A Aeolian, aka A natural minor. Next, Phrygian, perhaps my favorite. The Phrygian is one shade darker than the natural minor, which the natural minor has a nice darkness to it, and we all love that. But you know what's even better? When you darken it even a little bit more with the Phrygian, which flats the second. Uh, rel relative to the minor, so you take a minor scale, the minor key, and then you flat the second. That gives you Phrygian. The Phrygian is built off of the only minor scale degree or minor chord, if you will, that we have left in the major key, right? So, so we've gone through the majors, right? Lydian was built off of the four. Ionian off of the one, of course, because it's major. Mixolydian off of the five. Those were our three uh, major chords in a major key. And then our three minor chords in a major key are two, which we already used for Dorian, six, which is the same as the natural minor, Aeolian. So there's only one left, the three. So Phrygian is built off of the third scale degree. So for C major, if we want to use the C major notes, but have a Phrygian mode, which one would it be? If it's the three. Man, you nailed it again, I think. Um, it's E. So, uh, so again, C, 
would be the one. D, two, three, E. So E Phrygian has the same notes as C major or C Ionian. Therefore, we're going to be playing this next little improvisation in E Phrygian. So that one's my favorite, the Phrygian mode. And something to note is for all these, usually what what makes it, what sort of defines the mode and it, are the notes to go to, to most clarify the node and really give it the sound, the, the, the quintessential sound of the mode is usually going to those notes that have been adjusted. So for example, the number one note to use if you want to make sure it's clear this is Lydian, is to go to that sharp four, because that's the one that's different, right? Because otherwise Lydian sounds major because it is exactly the same as major except for the sharp four. So the sharp four is literally the defining note for Lydian in the same way that, say, for Phrygian here, right, it's basically just a minor key, aka Aeolian mode, but with a flat two added. So the flat two is the main note to really hone in on to make clear this is Phrygian. So another way of looking at it is the Jaws theme is in Phrygian. Um, so the Jaws theme, right, the dun dun, right, that's, a, that's, a, that's a half step. And that, that that's fundamentally Phrygian because flat second, right? So like in this example that I just played, the E to F, that's... I mean, that's, I, I believe that technically Jaws theme is, I want to say it's in C Phrygian. doesn't really matter, though. The point is, you start with a root note, and then you go up a half step. That's it. Is, is that fundamental Jaws theme sound, which is very Phrygian. And it's actually utilized, that flat second is what makes it so clearly Phrygian. Because, again, that's the defining characteristic, the defining note that makes it clear this is not a regular minor. This is not just a natural minor. It's not just Aeolian. It is actually Phrygian because we also have the flat second. All right. Last and absolutely, positively, 100% least is Locrian. We'll play this. I have yet to improvise in Locrian and have even like two seconds of like, oh, yeah, that sounded like a thing that should ever be played again that is worth playing. Locrian is a mess. Um, and it, it, it don't use it. 
But here's what it sounds like. <laughs> it's built off of the seventh, seventh scale degree, um, which again, seventh scale degree, when we're talking about major key, uh, is the only one that is built off of with its one chord actually being diminished by nature, um, which is nutso. Uh, nobody wants your one chord that's supposed to be stable. Home is supposed to be stable, and both minor and major is stable. Minor is less stable, but um, they're both stable chords overall. A diminished chord is not stable sounding at all. It doesn't even have that fundamental perfect fifth that we talked about. I can't remember if it was in this or in the actual episode, because um, again, this is a bonus episode here to sort of flesh it out a little bit more. Um, but Locrian, built off of the seventh, which is the only diminished scale degree. We've worked our way through the three majors, the three minors. Uh, this is sort of the, you, you could see it because we said Phrygian and Dorian are both fundamentally minor modes, right? Because they're, they're closer to minor than anything else. Just Dorian is a shade brighter than a natural minor. Phrygian is a shade darker. Locrian is, you can either see it as two shades darker than minor, uh, but I don't think that's a great way of looking at it. I think a better way of looking at it is it just isn't major or minor at all. At this point, we've gone straight into it's a diminished um, mode. And usually diminished is code for sounds terrible. Uh, in some contexts, for sure, it works. This is not one of them. Again, Locrian sucks, but let's listen to it anyway. Oh, and because it's built on the seventh scale degree in the key of C major, that's going to be what? Correct, the B. The B is the seventh. Let's do it. was last and least Locrian, which really isn't very useful because if you want something really dark sounding, you'll be better off going with Phrygian because at least Phrygian sounds still strong, but also really, really, really dark. Locrian sounds like kind of dark, but kind of just confused and without a place in the world and diminished and weird. And it's just, if you want something really, really dark, you want something darker than minor, go Phrygian. Locrian is very rarely going to work well. It feels like it would take more work than it's worth. Again, there's countless YouTube videos by other, uh, you know, music people out there that it's basically all based on the same joke that like Locrian just doesn't sound good. Like there's never really a scenario outside of like, I want to write something in Locrian because we're like, it really is a good choice to write in Locrian because uh, it just doesn't, it just, it just feels unstable, unsettled. It doesn't, it just feels lost and not in a good way either. Like, because you, you might say, like, oh, that, that doesn't sound so bad, right? Like, maybe my song is about being lost, and then it, it would fit. And eh, maybe, but it, it's not lost in a good way. I don't know. Locrian sucks, and nobody can really explain it well. We just all kind of agree that Locrian kind of sucks. Um, so probably don't use it. But alas, there it is. Hopefully you learned from this bonus episode. 
and get a little insight into sort of the, the sounds of, of the different modes. Again, there's going to be YouTube videos where I dive into each one individually over time. So if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel, you should do that. Um, that way you do not miss out on that. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. Hope it was helpful to you. Hope that any confusion that maybe you had about what really we meant by shade darker and lighter, hopefully now you're starting to, to, to just develop a little bit of that ear of like, oh, okay, I sort of hear that sharp four. I sort of hear what Lydian sounds like in a way. And I can sort of distinguish like, okay, I see how Lydian does sound a little bit different than major or how Phrygian does sound like one shade darker than Aeolian. Um, hopefully the Jaws example helped as well. Uh, I didn't actually say this at the end of the regular episode, even though I usually do, but hey, if you found this bonus episode helpful or appreciate the bonus episode or I don't know, whatever, you've enjoyed the podcast, uh, something you can do to help me out is to go leave a kind review, five-star review preferably if you can on um, preferably Apple Podcasts. Uh, that's where I need the reviews the most. I could use your help the most. But hey, if you listen on Spotify or someplace else, that is also a very valid place to go and uh, leave a review. Apple Podcasts just happens to be the most helpful because unfortunately, Apple is still like the standard bearer when it comes to podcasts, which drives me crazy. I wish it wasn't the case. But I don't get to determine these things. So, um, but any, anywhere you can leave a review, that's super helpful. I appreciate every single one of you who has taken the time to do that. That really means a lot to me. Um, it It's really awesome. Uh, I, I know that, you know, anytime taking time, I mean, most of us, right, if we get an email from Amazon that's like, hey, uh, can you, like, leave a quick review? And literally all you have to do is click on a link, and it will take you to a page that you literally can just select the stars and then be done. You don't even have to do a write-up. And most of us are, like, too lazy to do that half the time. Um so I understand this is like a next level, right? I, I think you can technically go to iTunes and, or Apple Podcasts and just leave a f stars without talking, I think. Um, but regardless, I um, a lot of you like actually take the time to write reviews. That's super awesome. I appreciate that. Um, means a lot to me. Helps out the podcast so more people can can hear it. Um, so hopefully more people can join us in our quest of sort of raising the standard in songwriting. Uh, beyond the abysmal standard that we have, at least right now, in pop music. Uh, so that's a great way you can help me. I appreciate you for doing that. And again, if you didn't, at the end of the regular podcast, again, reminder, uh, go check out that music theory guide that will give you those four pillars. I think every songwriter needs to know for music theory. So it's music theory specifically tailored to what a songwriter needs to know. That's actual, actually practical. It's not about how to write music. It's not. It's about... Well, when I say write, I mean with like a pen or whatever. It's not about that stuff. It is about actual practical stuff for music writing when you are sitting at your piano or guitar, how to more efficiently write music that sounds good and know, knowing what you're doing. Uh, it's that type of music theory. Very helpful, very practical. Only four pillars. Go check that out. Also, any other music theory concept for the most part builds off of those things. So it's important to know those. Go check that out. Link will be in the description again, songwritertheory.com slash music theory guide. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this bonus podcast. I'll talk to you in the next one.